But whatever, whatever. You know, it's funny from what we were talking about yesterday. I actually did see some, um, totally going off on a different tangent. I did see some early uh, reviews of Creed, and mm-hmm. it's all been good stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'm they're just, talking like Oscar. Oh yeah, they're saying like Stallone could get, should get an Oscar for supporting actor. I was like, holy fuck. Right. That's ins- and then and then one was saying, I think it was in Variety said the movie should actually be nominated. I was like, Get Michael out B. Of Jordan, here. the movie itself. Oh yeah, well you know the first Rocky won. Oh yeah, it did win Best Picture. Did it? Yeah. yeah. It, well, it, it was going up against like like Taxi Driver and stuff. If, oh, I, I, okay, yeah, you're right. It did. So I've seen it on the, in the Kodak Theater, but I know he won screenplay for it. See, Stallone was also nominated for actor, but he lost to the guy in Network. Uh, Right. The old yeah, the guy in Network. network. Nobody, yeah. nobody remembers Network. I know. Oh, no. How many people have seen that? I mean, if Network had a training montage, maybe. Yeah. Because you always remember a training montage. Always. I swear, the, the Rocky training montages could be a movie by themselves. Rocky Ford got like five training montages. Well, then the Rocky movies go off the rails, obviously. Yeah. So, no, no, no. Stop. Stop. Well, it was good. I'm talking about as far as like... Oscar did you see the uh, documentary about Rocky? 4? Yeah, did you ever? Did you see the? Uh, there's like a thirty for thirty on Rocky Four. On Rocky Four, <laughs> like if it was like as like it's real, and it's like how Rocky <laughs> brought about the end of the Cold War, <laughs> which he did. But it's like shot as if Rocky was real, not like it's a movie, like it's a real person. Are you guys gonna talk about Bo Tomahawk? Yeah, because I saw it last night. Why? I, I liked it. I thought it was okay. It wasn't. I thought it was it was decent. You know, I started watching Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, I got about halfway through, and I got to be very honest, I got bored. It, okay, so it's slow and, like a western. And the thing is, you didn't see the second half. There, yeah, like, I know. And and that what was bothering me was I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, just 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 power through, just watch through watch the whole thing but this whole first half I'm like it would if 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 the the tone of the film if the way it was filmed would have been different like the first half to me could have been a very um character driven maybe a a more gritty tense kind of western mm-hmm. because like you say it it's sort of it's kind of slow but and I didn't mind it, but to me the the way it was shot and the look of it, it it's I don't want to say B movie in a bad way, but it sort of has like a a, a B movie. I, I was almost thinking this should be like a spaghetti western, you know? I'm like expe- shot on sixteen millimeter, like real gritty looking. Yeah, and so I'm expecting to see some some crazy spaghetti western stuff, and nothing is really going on yet, and so I'm like, oh. It, I don't. I, I forget what. I just stopped. I said, "You know what? I'm gonna have to come back when I'm more in the See, mind frame to to." We saw it off the dare wall, and it kind of looked like that because the quality wasn't so great. I see. And I didn't realize that it. Like I thought maybe it was shot at least on like a really good like an Alexa or something. It had a two million dollar budget, and they definitely spent that money on casting. Mm-hmm. Because it had like, 
not the hugest names in the world, but everybody was a well-seasoned no, actor. Yeah, it, they were, and I feel like they... Yeah, decent you know, names in there. Totally decent names in there. You but know? The, the thing was, like, you're going to spend all that money on those actors. You're going to give them scenes to get their acting on. And there wasn't a whole lot of action. It was a whole lot of, like, really good speeches and right. really good dialogue. And it was like it was a walking movie. Like, most of the time they were just on the road. Exactly. And I am cool Why with... Why are we recording what's happening? Oh, I'm totally recording. Okay. But, okay, since we're going, hey, hey, welcome, welcome to our tens of listeners. TCAD is back, the actual conjecture dissertation, a fancy name for an unfancy show. It is I, Don the Legend Chambers, coming to you from the land of brotherly love, Philadelphia. Why? Because it's not Thanksgiving anymore. It's Thank Rocky. And Creed's coming out. It's all about Rocky. I don't care what anybody else says. Also, coming to us from Mickey's Gym, Ms. Jeray Stewart. She's practicing. She's going exactly. She's ready to go twelve rounds <laughs> with the ready world champ. But before we get to that, we're still talking about Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, and, and what you're saying is, see, that's the thing. It had some great speeches, lots of good talking. So, to me, I'm I'm thinking, man, you know, if if this was more of a of a if a character driven sort of western. Right, and they Ma- shot on the Paramount land. Exactly. Gee, that shit's not cheap either. Maybe something along the lines of Unforgiven, which is you're sort of examining the people. Right, or No Country for Old Men, where it was exactly. just... Exactly. Del- it was more... It was slow, but it wasn't deliberate. Right. and But the whole time I'm thinking, oh, there's supposed to be like some cannibals or something somewhere in here. Right. And I'm and for me, I'm just like... I'm Just, just to get to that point, I was like... Mentally, I, all of a sudden, I just started drifting. I'm like, I can't watch a movie if I'm drifting. I'm, I'm just going to have to come back to it when I'm more focused to sit through. It, it's not that it was – it wasn't bad. I just knew this wasn't the movie it was supposed to be. So I'm just wondering why is the first half like this? And it Right. Just, it wasn't anything like I thought it was going to be. It, like, it, and that's, it was advertised yeah. as you know, zombies in the Wild West. Exactly. And it sort of distracted me. And I need to go back and finish it. To kind of get that whole uh, complete picture, you know? Like knowing what it is, going in, knowing what it is with the honest picture. Right. I hate when movies do that. Like like Contact. Do you remember that movie? That movie, I like that movie a whole lot. It's great. Oh, yeah. I, I was, love that movie. You know, I was young when it came out, so I hadn't read the book that it was based on or anything like that. But the commercials, the advertisements for when that movie came out made it seem like it was this action-packed sci-fi adventure when really it was sort of you know a social commentary on political and religious beliefs and and how we treat people and and how you know the like it had nothing to do with the way that it was advertised and i hate that because i would have liked it anyway i would have gone to see it anyway and i did like it and i did go see it but i felt i was upset at the time you know what's funny i didn't get that because the, the first time I saw it, I saw it when it came out in the theater. Mm-hmm. And all I got from it was like, oh, snap. Here's sort of what it would be like to make contact with an alien. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Like, this isn't a commentary on the movie. The, I like the movie a lot. I'm just saying, like, the way that it was advertised was different but, than but, the movie. Oh, no, no. But even the way it was, not just that, but the movie itself, I totally didn't get the real the real point 
of the film. I, I just totally saw it on, on the surface and I was like, oh my God, the, 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 the trip to wherever she went. And I'm just like, I was right. just, I, I forget how old I was at the time, maybe early 20s or something. And it wasn't until later um, when I finally just saw it at home, be it on DVD or something. Right. And I, and I really watched it again and I was like, oh, this is, this is about faith, science and faith right. and then politics Right. And, and it, yeah, it's it's not really about the contact. That's that's sort of just you know the the fluffer or or, or it, it's really about faith. Right. And I said, oh, that's that's kind of cool. Okay. And, and, and it, but the thing is too, you know, even the bits with you know the alien and and the trip and all that, it's not like it's this action packed adventure. Uh, movie. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, it it doesn't necessarily need to be. I think the way that they did it in in the in making contact was more than enough adrenaline. If you have a scientific interest in in how it would actually be, you know, that was Mark leaving, making as much noise as possible. <laughs> I don't know if you got that, but <laughs> listen, a and man, he's back. A man always has to make their presence felt. <laughs> all ways always but i get what you're saying with contact it's... i was just annoyed and i and i hate when movies do that when they don't trust their audience enough to show them what well i mean what what the movie what the tone of the movie is i don't need to know everything that's gonna happen in the movie like don't right. show me everything in the trailer right um which is that what is, far yeah, too many trailers do yeah like they show you the whole thing like there's a um the new trailer for Zoolander. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, Zoolander 2. I haven't seen the trailer uh, yet, no. The, there's a second trailer that's out. And it looks funny, but there's uh, Magatu, when they introduce Magatu mm-hmm. in the trailer, there's a huge reveal that would have been freaking hilarious in the movie had I not seen it in the trailer. And I'm a little annoyed that they ruined that joke. Ugh. I don't know why they do that. Yeah, like they totally just ruin like this great sight gag in the trailer, I and I'm just sort of annoyed at that. It's like I remember when Tropic Thunder came out. I was so glad they never really they never revealed the Tom Cruise character. Oh yeah, like they they totally kept that secret, and which was because um, when he showed up, holy hell, that was so funny. I don't even think he was on the IMDb page for a long time. Smart like when that movie came out. Smart. Like you didn't even know he was in that movie. So smart. Because when a character first popped up, and I was like, wait, is that Tom Cruise? Right. And then his foul... To me, that is, has to be one of the best characters he's ever... He should do some more... I don't know why he doesn't do comedy. I don't know what he's afraid of, but God, he was hilarious there. But you're right. You know, Some of these trailers, it, it's just give us what the, the tone you know, of the film's supposed to be. Please don't give us all the beats. They they give you the the beginning and like a middle beat, and then you sort of see what the end beat's gonna be. And it's like, uh, why? P- perfect recent example was um, Terminator Genesis. Mm-hmm. I mean, they totally gave away the uh, the what that whatever the twist was with their John Connor, you know, being a Okay, for all those that haven't seen it, spoiler alert, uh, John Connor becomes a Terminator. And it, trust me, 
I know it doesn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense in the movie. The whole movie didn't make any sense. Let's it just... made a little bit of sense. You know, was, what was bad about that is they wasted a great performance by Arnold as a Terminator. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he can do the Terminator who's really trying to fit in as a human very well. The aged. Exactly, because it, there's always that little bit of humor that creeps in, which I thought was great. But the actual story made it, it it's i it's it it's like listen why why couldn't you have just ignored the previous terminator you know skip over it so to speak and and just like do what prometheus tried to do it's like all right we're, we're just going to ignore those last two crazy alien movies we're going to take it to the beginning even or, or you know just like, rather than come up with your own absolutely convoluted plot, which negates the first two movies, which were basically, which are, not basically, they are classic. Why, why would you negate classics? You want to negate crap. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like when the X-Men decided to just go ahead and oh. scrap all the previous movies and start over so they can have like some continuity. Happening. Exactly, which... I mean, the first X-Men was not a bad movie. I won't say it's a classic, but it wasn't a bad movie. But once they did that, it was like, okay, I, I guess we're starting all over, which... We hey. had to start over because they were fucking up all kinds of things. Oh, like, that's true. It was, they were, had different casting like choices for the same characters. It was just all over the place. That is true. It, it, it It's... Professor X was dead, and then he was alive well, again and, and, for no reason. It oh, that, that, that's right. His mind was in that other person's body, like in that last scene, remember, in the hospital? Yeah. But then that was never exp- – that, that was just wholly Well, even ignored. when Jean Grey – like when Jean Grey like, – like, like, yeah, it was just all over the place. It was all over the place. Yeah, it, it was – It was okay, yeah. But we're, we're not here to, to discuss. Bolivar Trask? Like, don't even get me started on that. Like, it was, who was it? And um, it was Peter Dinklage. Yes. In the, uh, in the movie with, um, it was just really, it was Peter Dinklage in the first class, the one after first class. But then right. it was, who was it before? He was a black guy before. Um, the guy from, oh, Bill Duke, I think is his name, is who was, he played Bolivar Trask. Oh, he let me was, look that shit up. He was <laughs> wait. He was trash. Bill Bill Duke was Trask. I'm pretty sure he was in one of the the X Men movies. Yeah, one of the other ones. I'm trying. And to I think. was like, hold on, hold on. What the balls is this? Bill Duke. I'm trying to. Uh... If it wasn't him, it was somebody like that. That looks just like him. It was some other black dude that looks just like him. Stop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't because what year would that have been? Mm, 2005. Hold on. Hold on. X-Men Last Stand. Yeah, he was Trask. Is Bill Duke, yeah? Yeah. See? 
All right, the black dude that looks like Bill Duke. It was fucking Bill it, Duke. It was actually Bill Duke. I know who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it was Peter Dinklage, and I'm like, hang on a second. That's a big change. It's a huge change. And then um, uh, Brian Cox was um, the the general. Oh gosh, I'm just totally like off no, my game. But I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and it's a totally. It's a yeah. And it's it's not about having. I mean, it is about having the same actors play the same. I mean, these are kind of interchangeable older white men. But Brian Cox is like a very recognizable that guy from that thing kind of actor. Yeah. And he and he was great in that role. And then they, I just feel like the Avengers in Marvel right now has their formula down really solidly, where they have the same actors and they bring them back for the same roles in overlapping movies and they're keeping their their world building very consistent or the x-men didn't consider that that was going to be the way superhero movies were going to be perceived in the future and so they didn't start that way so having that going back and retconning everything and getting rid of all of the previous mistakes from the previous movies with the hopefully the intention of keeping things consistent moving forward but who knows Maybe they just thought that was like a really cool idea and they were going to do it no matter what. I don't know. But you're right. I mean, they didn't have the foresight or the actually they just didn't have the balls that Marvel had to be like, we're just we're going to create a universe. Mm-hmm. We're going to make these movies connected. And, you know, most movie studios are nowhere near. Uh, don't think anywhere near far enough to think of creating a universe. They, e- even when they were doing trilogies, they were sort of standalone, maybe connected. But if not, they didn't care because they were just out for the cash. Right. Now, granted, you know, for Marvel, it was all based off, you know, Iron Man's just got, had to work. And once Iron Man worked, oh, mm-hmm. forget about it. it. It was over. It was off. And, 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 once Iron Man worked, and then they started the whole after credits hook as to what's possibly coming. Oh, mm-hmm. forget about it. It was yeah, you're like you say, it's just off and running. And then they knew that okay, we can create the universe. And I think what's also smart is you have young enough actors in certain key roles that, given the time and space, you know, it's not like a sixty-year-old dude that might have to hang around for another eight years. You know what I mean? Right. There's not a whole lot of difference between 25 and 35 as far I, as... Actually, you, you, could, you could go from 25 and somebody could be close to, say, 40. Mm-hmm. And if you'll allow that there is some age progression in the movies, they, they could still pull it off. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they're as long as they're not be... supposed to be kids through the all these movies. I mean, right. if you'll allow that, hey, you know, in these movies, uh, t- I'm sure Tony Stark has aged by a couple years, or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. But if say somebody's supposed to be 18 through all these movies, that might be a different story. But for all these generally grown people, you, you can understand that maybe one, a couple years of age is there, but it's nothing drastic. Right. But yeah, you know, again, if, if they had to cast somebody in their 60s or so, 
I mean, the, the, the years will catch up to them a bit faster. So, I mean, they're, they're smart in that way. That's, it's a mainly, it's a younger kind of a cast and not everybody is always needed in some of these crossovers, you know, right. it, it's, right. it gives them a break. Like they're not forced to, like, exactly. I know Hugh Jackman was getting some Wolverine fatigue because he was just Wolverine all the time, you know, and that's really hard on a body. Yeah, to be in that incredible shape for, for, yeah. I mean, they, they were trying for like to. Years at a stretch. Yeah. With no real break in between. It's like you weren't, when there wasn't an X-Men movie coming out, there was a Wolverine standalone movie coming out. Like, kind of back to back, you know. And they weren't really giving him cameos in these X-Men movies. Like, he was really a, except for that first, uh, um. The first first class. Yeah, except for that one. I mean, when when they want him in there, he's, for the most part, not popping up except for that one. Because, obviously, he's the most popular character. So, that's true. That's a lot of years of having to be... And that's their fault, you know, because they... May like they had X Men has a lot of characters that can be explored, but they said Wolverine is the one, and we're just going to run with it because they had initially talked about doing standalone movies with you know Storm and and some of the other ones, and they just just kept making Wolverine movies. Mm-hmm. Because again, they didn't have a plan. They didn't know. They didn't have a plan. They didn't have a plan. They didn't know how are these standalones anywhere near. I mean, they just didn't think clear and also they didn't decide okay who are at a you have to also decide okay who are we actually going to focus on and who are we just going to have to let either be a side character or just not include you know along with marvel i mean marvel can't bring every one of them they have to be strategic in like with captain marvel a strong female character very smart black panther a strong literally african character very smart, you know, and, and then they're thinking of other ones that have great niche followings, but with the right actor, like, say, a Doctor Strange. Well, now they can afford to do that because I, they started off No, you're right, started off but strong. I'm pretty sure in their in their grand plan, they probably had ideas of who else they might have wanted to bring. And I think because Iron Man worked and Iron Man really worked. Because of Robert Downey Jr. Again, you can take those side characters, but if you get that right actor in there, oh, it's it's just often you know, it's often running. I mean, that's is somebody calling me? Cell phone. Hold on one second. You know when you get those phone calls and you can it, it's it's one of those automated ones that tries to pretend they're a real life human on the other line. Yes. Hello. Yeah. Hi. This is Megan. How are you doing today? And and but you can hear like this click at the beginning or something. Mm-hmm. They they call like every other hour trying to get me and it and it's some stupid mortgage company. Uh, some ridiculousness. But um like I was gonna say, like you could take Ant-Man, a side character. I like Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's great, but and I did the movie is not a bad movie at all. 
I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was exciting. I like Paul Rudd in the character. I think he'll be fine. But, you know, Paul Rudd isn't, he's not uh, like, say, a, a Robert Downey Jr. in that he didn't see, like, Robert's, he, like, owned that character so much that you just can't think of Iron Man as anybody else. Now, right. Ant Man, if Paul Rudd decided he's not doing it anymore and they put somebody else in, I'm sure people will be like, what's going on? But it wouldn't, I don't think Marvel would be scared about Ant-Man making any money as opposed to if you decided in the next Avengers, Iron Man is no longer Robert Downey Jr. That would be a very scary, scary thing for Marvel. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I, I Honestly, I really can't. So... Again, I mean, we all know Marvel did it smart. They took a chance. And now, obviously, every other you know studio, when they have, if they can find the right uh, universe building material, is, is, is going to copy them or is trying to. You know, they're, they're trying to with, like, the X-Men. But um, it, it kind of sucked when you when they don't have the foresight and they just totally just make a mess of some possibly great I mean look at look at Fantastic Four, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the new one. I heard it was a mess. I why you know what's funny? Up until the end I enjoyed it because I'm like, okay, it's they're going with a younger cast, cool. There's sort of a sense of, of family. Um Even the military angle, a bit cliche, but that's fine. I it it gets it gets it gets vilified because after they come back with their powers, and there is a sense of a and I know that there is a breaking apart of the group. There's definitely a strained relationships which I'm totally cool with but they don't do anything that's the thing it's like alright now like are they going to do like are we going to see them doing things I mean nothing happens in this movie and even in the end when they fight Doctor Doom it is, it is over so fast and they do so little it's like that's what I heard. It was a lot yeah. of, no, like, a not enough. It's happened. like, wow. Because yet again, the characters and dynamics, I'm thinking, cool, now do something. You, you've got the Fantastic Four. You, you you have to give some sort of action. It's a comic book movie. They have to do something. They don't do a damn thing. And it's just like... They spent two hours world building and not... And, and not doing it. And it's like, poof. And and so watching, I was like, I, you know, I can kind of see why people are so disappointed because you, you built it up and, and we're like, okay, great. We, we, we get the tension. We get the dynamics. I mean, I even, I even loved this version of the thing. I liked the voice that was used. It sounded more, more human and less of somebody trying to pretend to have this New York accent and this 
I don't think Michael Chiklis was pretending. <laughs> Listen, the thing is, the Michael Chiklis voice to me sounded like somebody who's who's trying to talk very deep and I gravelly. Think they just ran it through a weird filter too, and that filter sucked. Yeah. Now on this one, I can't describe it, but when you hear the voice, it it matches being a big dude made of rocks, but you still kind of hear the that that human actor underneath it. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't describe it, but when you hear it, and when I heard it, I was like, "Wow, that's a great voice for that character." I mean, it it, it, was, it was so cool. I mean, the, the the Johnny Storm character, his attitude was great. The Sue Storm, I mean, the 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 their dad, their character trying to emphasize the family thing was cool. Even the tension with Reed, I thought was like, okay, here's we're giving it a more human relatable aspect here but make them do something and they they just don't do a damn thing that's unfortunate it, it's i mean i hope that they will continue the series because it's got great actors and characters in it just just you know make them do something that's all you got to do if you ever get a chance and I'm pretty sure it's, you know, I know it's floating around in in different um, share lockers on the Internet. You, you know, if if you if you know forums and you know how to find it, if you find it on there, definitely watch it just so you'll see. I mean, is it in Redbox? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I mean, I, I have no doubt you'll watch it and you'll be like, oh, yeah, it, it could have been so cool, but. They literally don't do anything. It's a shame, really. That is a shame. But hey, what are you going to do? But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because Michael B. Jordan, he is going to... He came out of that golden. And he is in Creed. And that's all that matters. And I am telling you right now. Telling you, I have this feeling it's coming up because all of this best supporting actor talk of Stallone, or they're talking about it's so nuanced and he brings a pathos to it. And this, to me, that's all code for they kill him. And I am not going to be happy. <laughs> oh my God, I'm not going to be happy if Rocky. You're going to be just a puddle of a man. I am going to be. Just your wife's gonna have to scrape you out of the theater. I'm gonna be so full of feels, <laughs> as they say. It's not going. To, just no. She's gonna have to sop you up with some Kleenex and put you in her purse. <laughs> to I'm take not, see, you back home. I'm gonna keep it together. It'll just be thug tears. You are not gonna keep it together it's... when there's dozens of other men sobbing in the theater. You know y'all are gonna infect each and, other. And I'm going to scream at them. Suck it up, man. Suck it up. Not in front of the wives. We're not going to cry. But it'll be all like hitched and trembling. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be when when kids try not to cry and they sort of, yes. uh, 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 you know that sort of thing. Suck, suck it up, guys. Suck it up. Suck it up. That's what Man it's going to be. I'm not crying. I'm not crying. Maybe you should just. You know what? I'd be interested to see like what the audience demographic looks like that like maybe it'll just be a bunch of dudes who want to go by themselves <laughs> so we can all cry together 
I guarantee you, there won't be anything shocking to see like three or four dudes going together, passing around the Kleenex. Right. That's still they, manly. But they all go together, and then everybody sits like one seat apart. Well, yeah, yeah, you gotta have the one seat in there. The buffer seat. <laughs> you gotta have the buffer seat. Just half empty theaters <laughs> with a buffer seat in between, just guys crying. <laughs> just dudes crying. <laughs> just just having that one man moment. It's all oh, right. I, 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 oh, I just have this. I just had this feeling. I just had because I could look. I watch Rocky two. And at the end, when he finally wins, and mm-hmm. he has his little, not even a whole speech, when he you know just tells Adrian, I did it, that still chokes me up. That is yeah. awesome. <sighs> and then the music plays after that in the credits, and then it, it's, oh, uh, no, no. If, if I, I, I can't even, uh, I'm telling you. You just, you're just, you're already, like, you're already just... I'm, I'm, I'm just emotional. Um, my emotions are being played with right now, and it, I'm just like, mm. I'm telling you, if they kill him on our next episode, I'm just not going to talk. I'm just going to um, let you do because I will be so emotionally spent. I'm wondering though, like, just you know, I was I was thinking that the the, the idea of Stallone killing off the Rocky character. And then I was wondering, you know, maybe he is going to do that with, like, the Rambo character as well. Like, have a final... Like, just start going back. Like, these franchises it, that have yeah. been going on for so long and just sort of, like, wrapping them up. And, and you know, if he does that to Rambo, I'm going to be very hurt about that, too. <laughs> I really am. And I don't know if I necessarily cry so much because it depends. I know, but that would be a really great box but, set to yeah, get somebody but, for oh, But that will hurt me, too, because... Like the last one, when he finally, finally just went home, I was like, oh, sweet. Nice and easy and done. Right. Now, I think in the movie itself, I would have liked a little more of just alone, I mean, Rambo brutality. Because I think just hand to hand, I think he only kills like three or four people, but he mows down a whole bunch on this 50 cal. Mm-hmm. Or when I say three or four, no, maybe he kills like seven or eight because then he, there's a scene where he takes a couple down with his arrows, but he then he mows down a whole bunch with this 50 cal. Like it's There's only like a couple scenes of Rambo brutality. Right, like the hand-to-hand. But the hand-to-hand gritty stuff. Special forces. But, you know, yeah, but still, in the back But the way it ended... I was like, all right, he finally went home. You know, it's cool. Now, they want to to bring back one last hurrah where he has this thing, you know, on his home turf. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm all cool with that. I would just, um, to me, if Rambo's going to go out, it basically, it better not be over some bullshit where somebody, you know, walks him from behind and shoots him in the back or something. I'm like, really? No. If he's going to go out, he's going to go out with like eight people stabbing him at the same time. But then he reaches over and pulls out each one's throats. And even while he's bleeding out, he like can still go and fix his car and get some milk in the supermarket. And he'll die when he's ready to die. You know, that's how Rambo goes out. He doesn't die over some BS, you know, 
of like somebody just stabbed him in the stomach and then he's dead. And like, oh, God, no. You know what I mean? It, it can't be just some he's gone through too much. Right. To, to like die over. It's almost like dying over a stubbed toe. I'm like, you've been through all that and that's how you're going to have this dude go out. So, I mean, it's interesting. You know, he was asked who he would like to see sort of take up the Rambo mantle. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. He said Ryan Gosling. That's odd. I thought it was odd. Now, it could work because you women think he's pretty, so you love him. And if he gets in great shape, it's almost like a twofer. That's it, weird, though. I mean... But it, it'd be, it's kind of weird to imagine him in that sort of hardcore role. Yeah. If I was Ryan Gosling, I'd be like, hell yeah, because it's a change. And what actor doesn't like to just sort of break out of whatever they're kind of pigeonholed in? I think a good, great, gritty action role to where he's a serious badass would be good to, to take away from his heartthrob. It, I mean, it would probably would add to his heartthrobby image because there's probably be a scene where he's like all sweaty and no shirt on and maybe a couple cuts. And Ryan Gosling, he said that? Like, he, he thought said, about it and that's... He said what... Ryan Gosling. Huh. I think it's... I think it's absolutely brilliant because it is so out of the box. Yeah, I guess. I say, why not? I mean, if I was Ryan Gosling, I would jump at it. Right. Um, I don't know if necessarily a, st- a studio would go for it, but I think it could work. I think it could easily work because the man can act, you know, as long as you can pull off the physicality of the role. Obviously, depending on who writes the story and, and all that. I just thought it was interesting, but I think you're right. There could be this sort of absolutely closing the chapters and then letting somebody else. Because, uh, again, the reviews for Creed have been great. I mean, they've said that this is the perfect jumping off movie to start a whole new Rocky-esque universe. Mm-hmm. And so imagine... If it works here, if they just follow that formula in whatever this next Rambo movie, which is going to get filmed, I I believe it starts next year. I mean, imagine if they decide to do this, like whatever numbers Rocky does, if they're like, I think we can do the same thing for Rambo. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. They'll just, I mean, I don't know if he'll necessarily die, but they'll, you know. Pass pull, the mantle. Definitely pass the mantle and, and you don't need to. Uh, interesting. Just don't die. Just, just, all I'm <laughs> just Rambo, don't die. Just neither one of them. Because <laughs> I can't emotionally handle it. <laughs> but I tell you what, after Creed comes out, th- this is going to be the, if anybody needs to get me anything for Christmas, I'm telling you right now, once they do that full Blu-ray Rocky set, mm-hmm. just all I ask is, like, when you get it first, open it up, take out Rocky Five. <laughs> and then wrap it back up. I don't give a shit. I do not want that movie anywhere in my collection. Just take out V. Just take out V, and I am, I will be happy as a motherfucker because I will sit down and watch them all. Absolutely. What else do we got coming out for Thanksgiving? Yeah, so uh, how about Hunger Games opens 
tonight. So I guess if you're listening to this, our tens of listeners Hunger Games will be open. But I was planning on seeing it last night, not realizing that it was only Wednesday and not Thursday. Uh, you jump in the gun. That's why we wound up watching Bone Tomahawk instead. Um, Did you go to the theater to see Bone Tomahawk? No, no, it's out. Yeah, and, I was. Yeah, I was so. saying like, I think it's it's already out. Yeah, I, I saw it on the computer. Yeah. What did you think? Um. Uh, and that that's all that needs to be said. <laughs> no, it was good for what it was. It was very um, slow, but not deliberate, like we said. And it just, uh, I don't know, man. I have to say, uh, Kurt Russell's mustache was exquisite. Kurt oh. Russell's mustache is always exquisite. That was... I, he has, a, he has a, just a lovely head of hair as well. I, I, that's true. I, I, now, I don't know if it was a wig or whatever. I don't know. I mean, he's always had it. I've never seen him, you know, and I, and I know in that various mustache, stages right. of not hair. Like some other actors, you can tell when they get a piece or when they, they get the restoration because they've had the various stages of not having hair. But I've never seen Kurt Russell He could be one of the lucky this. ones. Could be one of the lucky ones. I mean, yeah. I, I know the mustache wasn't real, but... Th- he can grow that kind of stash. But if he picked that one out, I was like, that was beautiful. Yeah, he picked out a good one. Oh, that thing was so full and luscious. It, <laughs> it looked silky. So I, I was like, that is a hell of a mustache. That is a man's mustache. It's a man's mustache. Seriously, that's that's the kind of mustache that, that will get other men to stand around you and just be like, can I touch it? Because it's just... It, it was... It's strong, like it could stop bullets kind of strong, and very, <laughs> very manly. Oh, if, if nothing else, people, just just look at his mustache in that movie. It's pretty good. Yeah, but like like we said, you know, the first, it was long, too. Like, it was a lot longer than I had thought it was going to be. So, like, for the first two hours, it's just a traveling movie, but it's not deliberately paced enough. It's slow, and, yeah. you know... There's some really, really good performances. Like, the acting is superb, and it, it's just not enough happens. And then the end, it's like too much happens. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, it gets, it turns into, you know, a gore film. It turns into Cannibal Holocaust at the end. And you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. That was imp- it, it lulls you into a sleep and then, like, smacks you with a bone tomahawk to the face. And you're just like, no. But by then, you're not. It's, I don't know. I didn't feel like it was welcome. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, that's a shame because the, the, I thought the concept could have been, I, I mean, I, I guess, like I said earlier, I only made it halfway through because like you said, the, the slow pacing, it, it just, it got to a point where I knew I was being distracted by other stuff. So I said, I, I, I can't watch this movie if like every two minutes, all of a sudden I'm just like looking in the kitchen thinking. I could go for a snack. I mean... Mark liked it, though. Like, he thought it was good. And, you know, it's one of those things, too, where I liked that it was sort of a a mixture of genre movies. And, you know, a lot of times, like, we're, you know, Mark and I are trying to make this movie right now that is definitely a mixed genre movie. Mm -hmm. And people are, you know, saying that movies like that don't get made, movies like that don't get funding. And here we have, you know, a cannibal Holocaust movie set in the old West, like movies like that do get made and people go see them. And it wasn't a bad movie. It was good. It was just, it could have been paced up a little bit. 
Oh, I've I've stopped listening to you know when people say what can get made or what does what doesn't work because it it's it's all a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is. It's it's whatever weird rules, supposed Hollywood rule. But all those Hollywood rules are just a bunch of bullshit because if you're of a certain name or stature, you can get anything done. And Speaking then if, of weird Hollywood rules, mm-hmm. <laughs> have you seen the trailer for Gods of Egypt yet? Yes. <laughs> what is happening? Oh, boy. I've, I look at Gerard Butler and I'm like, man, what happened to you? I don't know. He had such promise. After 300, he was yeah. supposed to be the next dude. He could have done anything. But he, he got onto a couple just bad action films. No, and then he jumped on the rom-com train. And then he jumped. Well, I mean, I think he did the bad action films first. Okay. Uh, and then he, uh, for whatever reason, he he didn't either, he didn't really read the scripts. Or maybe there was so much money at the time being thrown at him, he was like, cool. And then you're right. He jumped on the rom-com thing. And again, either he didn't read the scripts or they were still throwing so much money at him that it was like, I'm going to take it, which I can't argue with it. Get your money. And then he fell off and then he came back again with uh, Olympus Has Fallen, which was a fun action film. Now he's, he's in London Has Fallen, which I saw the trailer for, and that shit actually looks fun look i've always said olympus has fallen is what you know the diehard four should have been Mm -hmm. because it was it's just a it's a perfect setup it it has that you know regular man in extraordinary situations perfectly well i'm not going to get into diehard right now but (laughs) and i would have thought that maybe that might have jump start but he hasn't done anything i mean even though he's got london has fallen coming out which might you know boost him back but he hasn't really been in anything else and then all of a sudden there's this was it gods of egypt again yeah and it's it's like uh, it's like 100 percent cgi it's 100 percent cgi it doesn't look very good at all and i'm like dude what why why are you why did you and it's the whitest african movie i've ever seen oh well yes <laughs> I well, you, you know, for Egypt, you will not find a single Egyptian. Like even the extras, like they... yeah. And again, it's 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 typical Hollywood thinking. They're just like, well, we have to have a name, and we don't have any Egyptian actors that are names. To try to bring it. In. I'm like, listen, if, if even he... if they wanted to put like a Liam Neeson as Ra. And then make everybody else be, you know, Middle Eastern actors. I've always said it's not... Actors of color. Or even if they were just... You know, the thing is, they're supposed to be gods. And they can be any color. But why do they have to be default to white? Like, they could be from anywhere, from all over the world. Like, they could be any. It's it's a small movie. Look, this is not some big budget blockbuster. It's not? Wait, are you trying to tell me that's supposed to be a big budget blockbuster? I think they spent a crap ton of money on that movie. No. Yes. No. Yes. I, looking at those, looking at that CJ, I'm like, I'm not no. saying they did a good job, but I'm telling you, they spent oh a my ton of money in God. this. Oh my God. Because look to, at the marketing material. Be, because to me, I'm looking at that. I'm like, look, wait, and, and, and what date's supposed to come out again? Do we um, know? February. They put it in the graveyard. All right. Any film is coming out in the graveyard. I would have just said, you know what? 
And it's not even like they have $140 million. That's $140 million? Yeah. But the thing is, it's not even like they have A-plus listers in there. I mean, they've got the guy from, from Game of Thrones and and yeah. Gerard Butler. I'm like, why not? Why not put uh, it? I have no doubt there are actual Egyptian actors out there. Trust me. The, no the, doubt. The, 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 there's all types of actors I mean, there's Persian actors. They could have put some yeah. Indian actors. They could have put some Hispanic actors. Like, it, they're supposed to be gods. They can put anybody. So so just, just go for it and do it. At least make the story good. And then I have no doubt. The main girl, Ugh. she was in Mad Max, Fury Road, and this. Those are her only two credits? Yes. <laughs> Okay, wait a second. Uh, who is her daddy or mommy? She's from Australia. You know how they they do. But she was uh, one of the you know one of the wives or whatever in Mad Max, and then this. I'm saying I, I wonder how she got that Mad Max role. Cause she's in Australia. Was she a model? Probably. Mm. It, it's. It's just it's it's amazing, and and then and then they they wonder when like that situation that happened on Project Greenlight mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Matt Damon, and then they sort of wonder why people do get sensitive over the whole diversity issue. You know, I right. mean, it, thankfully, you know, he, he sort of acknowledged that what he said was pretty stupid. Yeah, he's like diversity needs to happen in front of the, the camera. camera. Where obviously, it's not one because it's and it's behind it's not because it's not diverse enough behind the exactly. Camera. It's behind the camera that makes those very undiverse decisions as to what to put in front of the camera. Because they said, you know, they wanted to have them be gods and they wanted it to not matter and they needed them to be like the Noah the Noah one and they needed to stand in for every man. So why does that automatically assume white? Exactly. Why does white equal every man? That's Hollywood. But you know what? Just got to get more people of different ethnicities somehow in positions of decision-making power. It's not an easy thing because the industry itself is a, it's, it's, I've always said it, it, it um there's no structure for moving in and moving up so since there's no structure you can't say well you can't tell somebody who might be from um uh say you know uh jordan who's moved to la and, and wants to be a a producer you can't say okay start here work here move up to this move up to that and you can get yourself in a position to where you can make decisions and put, say, more Middle Eastern actors. You know, the entertainment industry doesn't work that way. It's sort of like if you can get in somewhere and then if you're lucky enough to to meet the certain people who see your potential and are willing to to train you and, and take you with you or if you're lucky enough to find a certain spot that you can grow. The other main girl also from Australia, she – uh, Mad Max was her first thing, right. too. You know, I mean, it's it, there's so much, you know, lucky being in the right place times or if you're working for some people that are willing to, to teach you, to, to help you move up, that it's just not 
very easy it's not an easy thing for people who um who aren't necessarily uh from LA or who don't have say a a financial stability that they can always fall back on right because we all shoot we, we we've all worked to where you know we're just waiting for jobs and it could be 6 7 8 months in between and, or you, know, you can't go on auditions because you're tied to a desk, you know. Because you you, you got to get the rent paid, rent. exactly. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. It, it, that's what I'm saying. So the, there's so that's the thing with the entertainment industry that there's since there's no structure to it, there's so much outside of your own control stuff that sometimes you have to deal with that it can really hinder. I think it can hinder a lot of minorities. May only because I'm just financially, do they have the wherewithal to go through a lot of those those lows to get to that high? Some can, you know, but I just haven't. I mean, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you could tell me. I haven't seen any get to the point to where there's a lot making a bunch of casting decisions. A bunch of producers or executive producers. Uh, I mean, slowly but surely, you're sort of seeing, you know, here and there. Yeah. You know, you got Shonda Rhimes, like Effie Brown. Um, I, I know that there are, you know, black casting directors. I don't know if they're being picked or chosen to be on major blockbusters or if they're just, you know, relegated to just doing the quote-unquote black movies i mean i don't know i'm not sure i'm not sure my guess is if you took a look at casting directors on most of say the big blockbusters in a year i'm gonna say less than a handful are probably minority casting directors so you're probably right i mean you know that's that's always been the biggest thing it's it's to get to that position in Hollywood you have to in order to move into it I mean you either have to have the money to where you can handle those lows the family that has the connections to sort of fast track you or man you were just you were in the right place and right time you came in somewhere from the ground on a great production with a great crew right and they were willing to take you on the journey with them and find those jobs and move you up you know i mean there's a 80 billion ways to, to make an industry there's no one way i mean some people have just gotten so lucky that right off the bat they're just like whoa and some people have grinded for years upon years upon years and that's great but i'm sure in that grinding of years upon years upon years Either a that you know they've had to to sacrifice a lot of jobs on the way, or or maybe they've gotten some help to take some of those jobs that they might have had to have skipped, and by taking them, that sort of helped in the progress. So I I, I don't know. That's the thing. I, I don't know how to 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 cure. I don't, I'm not saying cure, but how how one gets say like more say black or Hispanic women into those roles of power I would say hire but they're only going to hire people with some sort of experience well how do you get that experience 
well, they, you know, they, they've got to start off from somewhere. Well, how do we make sure when they start off as a producer's assistant or PAing, how do you make sure that they stay consistently working and moving up to get that experience? Well, that is totally up to whoever the, you know, production coordinator, whoever their job is, if they're even willing to bring them back or move them up. I mean, it's there's so many random moving parts to it that who knows? Right. It is a machine with a lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts. And make no mistake, it's the oldest saying probably, but when they say it's who you know, that means that's it. That, that's almost truer than saying the sky is blue. Because so many people have gotten in so many different spots simply by knowing somebody who just slid them in, gave them the word, and just, just fast-tracked them over. God knows everybody else. It is crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it's make no mistake about it. Who you know trumps a lot of other things. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> I like how on IMDb, the poster that they have up for Gods of Egypt is the one with um, Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> that's the poster they have up. Because you know they have different posters for all the different oh, yeah. gods. Oh, yeah. But that's the one that's that's up on IMDb. Well, see, they got one black person on there. Yeah, the magical Negro. You got to have one. I mean, and it's fine having, you know, like, that's the thing. It's like, he's he's black and that's cool and everything, but it's not necessarily about having black. He's African-American. I mean, they, there's, there's no other, like, Middle Eastern, African, African actors, like, like, like that we know, you know, like, there's no other mm-hmm. a- actors from other places, like, could just be representative like it's just and then to have the you know the gods can be whatever that's fine but to have the people on the ground you know not be or at least look middle eastern right look like they could be from north africa like that um what was that last movie that came out the last egypt movie that was all super whitewashed oh um that's the one with uh um Christian Bale. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forget the name, but yeah, I, I know what you're talking it about was there. The, it was the Moses. It was Moses movie. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of it now. It's like, I'm not going to go see that crap. Sorry. Yeah. Not even any Jewish people in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're right. It's just so crazy. No, you're right. Oh, and, and just a not to go back and dwell on it, but um, one example of, of a good thing to know people is, is also whoever your parents are. And it's like, look, J.J. Abrams, I think he's a great director. I think he's a yes. great producer. But his dad was a, was a producer, did over 70 films. So I'm pretty sure his dad was a very good person to use in terms of who to talk to, who to get to know. To try to, you know, get in the door and, and, and do some work. Right. And I'm not mad at him for that at all. I say, look, nepotism, it's a beautiful thing. Use it if you got it. 
you know, it's just a shame that that's probably a bigger reason for people helping people get to where they are rather than just the work. That's all. But that's that. I will I will step off my soapbox. Well, this has been a downer. Wah, wah. <laughs> no more downers. It is all about Creed. It's all about Creed. Yeah, There's some interesting television on the horizon, too. That's true. Um, the 11... Uh, what is it? Ugh, now I'm, I'm totally blanking. Uh, the new Stephen King... It's going to be on Hulu, 11-22-63. Um, it's a Stephen King book that I read last year, uh, or maybe the year before. And it's going to be a Hulu miniseries starring James Franco and Chris Cooper. And it's about this guy who finds a portal that leads to 1958. And he has the opportunity to stop the Kennedy assassination. And, like, he's got, like, five years that he can plan, knowing what he knows. Every time he goes back through the portal, though, he goes back to the present, having made the changes. And then once he goes back to the portal, it's back to 1958, so it sort of starts over. So he does that a few times in the in the novel, at least, where he, you know, sort of changes things and then goes back and see what it ha- what happens. And then, like, knowing that the last time he goes through is the last time he can go through and he's got to spend the full five years in there and then he can't go through again or he'll undo it. Wait, oh, uh, wait, so there's a certain amount of times he can go through? No, it's just when he goes through, it resets to 1958. So any new changes, oh, he doesn't do the exact same thing again. I see. It'll, un- it'll undo it. I see. So, so he makes his he like he goes through and does little tests and changes little things and then goes back to see how the changes happened, like how they how it affected things. No, right. like making the plans where the final time he goes through, he'll spend the entire five years there. Um, and then like reality starts falling apart, and it, it's just really interesting the the concept of like parallel universes and time and and how time is non-linear and then what would you do if you had the opportunity to kill Hitler or to prevent JFK from being assassinated or Martin Luther King from being assassinated like would that change things for the better or would it change things for the worse like mm, it's, it's, a, it's a really compelling novel and it's going to be a miniseries and it's going to be on Hulu which is awesome let's see what else do we have that's new um, <laughs> Jennifer um, Jennifer Lopez of all people yes that has, that cop show has a new cop show <laughs> with uh, Ray Liotta. I will not be watching, and I like Ray. <laughs> I love you to death, Ray. But it doesn't look terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an FBI show about a. Uh, I guess she gets pulled in to work for Internal Affairs, mm-hmm. and uh, she's got her own financial issues, but. I guess the anti-corruption task force is kind of corrupt. You think? <laughs> you now, think? Drea DeMatteo is in it. Um, let's see. What are our other mid-season pilots that are coming out? Uh, I, I saw that the the commercial for that, and I was like, "Oh God, Jennifer Lowe. I, I've never really thought she was really an 
an actor, it's like, eh, you're, listen, you, you look good. That's, that's how you're, that's how you're getting anywhere. You've got a, you know, you got a big ass and you're cute. I mean, let's, let's face facts. You're not, you know, you're not wowing people with your performances. You're not, you know, Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> you don't transform into different characters. Trust me. Any character or movie you've been in is like, yeah, that's Jennifer Lopez. I mean, right? Come on. She doesn't transform for sure. It's like it's it's almost like there's there's two sets of quote unquote actors. There's people that can act, and that's a lot of people. A lot of people can act. You put them in the right kind of project, and they can act. Like Jennifer Lopez can act. I mean, I'm sure in this FBI thing, she she can play this FBI person. Fine, she can act. But there are people who are actors who, I mean, they get into that. And if they're not just doing it for the paycheck, I mean, they can act. Again, Meryl Streep, uh, uh, Denzel Washington, um, uh, somebody like... I mean, obviously in the past, like an Al Pacino, obviously, or, or shoot, e- even now, um, what's his name? Um, who played a uh, uh, Fassbender? Mm-hmm. He can act. Uh, his his partner in, uh, in the X Men movies, what's his name? Um, McAvoy. McAvoy. He can act. I mean, I mean, th- there is a difference. I mean, because a lot of people, a lot of people, can actually just act but there's a that doesn't mean that they are an actor there are a lot of people who are just they're really watchable they have a great personality and it shines through and the camera loves them and we enjoy watching them but that's what they bring to the table and that's fine um but it is a different thing than the skill of being able to be lost in a character and embody somebody else yes i mean that's an actor and they you are know, definitely two different things. Two different things. And 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 she's totally in the first. It's like, okay, she's watchable and and passable. Yeah, but that's all you need for TV. That's true. That is absolutely true. I'm I'm just saying it, you know, it doesn't make me jump up on, you know, if she's in this new thing that oh, I got to watch it now. It's like, eh. Eh. <laughs> you know, it's just eh. We got the X-Files coming up. I got to say I think it's been so long. I, I, I don't have the. It looks good though. Like I can't even with that. It, it's kind of how I felt about Creed, and then I watched like the trailer for it, and I was like, okay, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the, 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 the Creed's a different animal. I mean, if you if you've just been a Rocky lover, it wouldn't have mattered. And it's probably the same thing with people who have who loved X Files. It, it didn't matter how long it took. No, but it did matter because I loved X-Files and I was kind of over it. And then I was hearing the thing was happening and I was like, ugh. Because the last movie I wasn't a fan of. And I was like, please don't do this. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, we're back. You know, that's kind of how Creed was for me. Like, I'm a Rocky fan. But you got, I mean, they they do get increasingly ridiculous as the series goes on. Um, And this sort of brought it back around to the original Rocky, like, like it has that same feel as the original. It's more serious. It's more, 
you know, it's not completely crazy. Like Rocky doesn't have a fucking robot and is uh, wait, bringing wait, down wait, the fall wait, of communism. Wait, that was not Rocky's robot. That was Paulie's robot. <laughs> Let's get that straight. It was Paulie's. It robot. was Paulie's robot. Rocky bought it for Paulie. <laughs> See, so many people keep. I don't. I don't understand this. It's like, listen. Let's get. It was just. Let's get our Rocky facts straight. That it was, was Paulie's robot. It was Paulie's robot. Paulie's robot. Unbelievable as well. I, I thought it was very believable. Once you've got that amount of money, yeah. Uh, let's get a robot. I don't see the problem. But <laughs> that's that's not here or there. That's not what we're discussing. We were talking about you know, new TV and. I'm just not a fan of Jennifer Lopez beyond the fact that she looks great. I don't see anything else to her. But that's just me. Are they doing... That's a thing, yeah? Coach. Coach is back. The TV show coach? The TV show coach. No. Yes. With Craig T. Nelson. No. Yes. That's a thing. That's a thing. Let's I'm trying to think of what. I, like, um, let me look that up. Yes, I promise that's a thing. Yeah, Craig no. T. Nelson uh, reprises the iconic role as uh, Hayden Fox. Eighteen years later, he gets back in the game to assist his son, who was just hired as a coach for an Ivy League university in Pennsylvania, where they know nothing about sports. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah, I might check that out because, from what I remember of Coach, it was a funny TV show. I, 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 I didn't really watch it consistently. I just right. sort of saw it here and there, and when I did watch it, it, it was pretty funny. We'll see if it gets picked up. Then there's Containment. That was another one that I had wanted to see. Containment, Containment. That's the one. It's kind of like, um, like it's like a quarantine type. Uh, where um, it sets out in Atlanta where an urban quarantine is enforced everyone like there's people on the inside and there's people on the outside trying to search for a cure and it's very like I haven't seen that commercial I gotta look for that one I haven't seen it in a while Um, it was it's gonna be on the CW I think next year Um, I haven't seen a commercial for it in a while Um, is they had another one the colony which was like I think that was an alien show yeah I remember commercials for that for some reason that that just didn't interest me is, is anybody watching quantico i'm watching it is it any good it's okay or is it um, or is it just you know as i just a bunch of pretty people pretending to play cops and robbers um it is a lot of that um they're training <laughs> in the fbi so they're not even doing that but it's interesting because what happens is it's kind of an interesting presence premise um the main um, girl, uh, Priyanka Chopra, she wakes up in the middle of New York in the aftermath of a 9-11 type attack. And sh- there's been like a bombing at like this major, I don't know, it's like a train station or something. And the FBI takes her in, or try to take her into custody and she escapes from them and goes on the run. And they think that she is the one who set the bomb. And what happens is it goes back and forth between the present day and them trying to find her and her simultaneously trying to find out what happened and back to 
the months before when they were all in training leading up to this attack. So you're trying to, like, you're meeting all these characters, but you're also trying to figure out who set this bomb. Oh, if Lord. it's not, If it's not her. Like, it's, so it's going back and forth in time, and you're seeing characters, you know, mm-hmm. interact when they're friends, and then you see them when they're, like, enemies in the future. And it's it's just an interesting premise. There is a lot of that pretty people doing pretty people things. Um I just I just sent you this link on this uh it's on the um the Uprock site where it's every episode hour. of Quantico. Yes. <laughs> and then of course our friend Jacob Artis is on it now. Like he just showed up. Mm-hmm. A, but yeah, I, I just sent you this, this humorous link where they every episode sort of, of Quantico. Don't worry if you've missed it. <laughs> it's it's it, when you go through and read it. And I read it the other day, and I was like, you know what? I bet that is how every episode goes. It's it's kind of funny. Uh, we'll have to we'll put it up on the uh, the Facebook site and and uh, for everybody to check out. I, I think they'll get a good laugh out of it. Yeah, I mean it's pretty pretty much pretty much the way it goes. Not too deep. I don't think I can trust you. I don't think I can trust you. They have sex, <laughs> basically. Basically, I like the one, the suspicious guy. You're hiding something. Fake glasses guy. Am not the suspicious guy. Fair enough. The fake glasses okay. guy. Okay, fine. I am hiding something. The suspicious guy. What? <laughs> fake glasses guy. My secret. My secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what exactly. Oh, that's funny. That's, that's funny. Much, pretty much. It's okay, though. Like, I, you know, and I'm finding blacklist, not blacklist, fucking blacklist. I'm really upset about the blacklist. Where, um, where, where now the girl is on the run with him? No, not that. The fact that they took it off of Hulu Plus and you have to watch it on ABC online. And I'm trying to watch it on my TV, not on my computer. Like, I don't got time for that. I'm trying to, like, you know, do other work on my computer. And then I have stuff going on in the background. And up until this season, the blacklist was available on Hulu. And I'm really irritated because it's, like, the only show from that network that's not. Do you have and a, I have do you so have a smart TV? No, I have uh, just a PlayStation Three. Is there a is there an ABC uh, app to download? No. Oh, they don't have one. It's ABC online. Like online on their website and and Bastards. pull it up, and that's really annoying because I have Criminal Minds that I have to do that with, and that's annoying. But CBS has never been on Hulu, so I accept it. Right. ABC has been, and like that show specifically has been on Hulu until this season, and it's really annoying. The blacklist. They're all just trying to cash in on the streaming thing and make you just stick to their like websites and all. Just sell it to Hulu like you've been doing. Make that money. They got the other cha- the other shows from that network on Hulu. I like, like agree normal. totally. And then uh, Blind Spot. I'm still sort of watching that. Nah, you you couldn't get me to watch that one. It's okay. It's not terrible. Uh, um, it's not terrible, but I, I I just see the girl and I'm like, oh please. She's not terrible though. Like she's better than than the chick from um, Blacklist. 
Like she's definitely uh, more believable. That chick from Blacklist is just a blank slate of that same stare and and just she's very emotional. Oh, she's definitely. I I definitely would I'd say mask. she can't even act. I'm like, oh, you are. Mm-mm. She's a neutral mask for sure. Um, Big time neutral mask. But then you have. I don't know. It's I don't know, man. It's not that bad. And Limitless. I've been watching that one. I gave up on Minority Report. As you should have. <laughs> Limitless isn't bad. Um, that one's decent. I actually did like the movie. The movie, yeah. yeah. The show I, is I interesting. I like the movie. And Bradley Cooper shows up every now and again in the show. He needs to, because uh, his last couple movies have not been great choices. What were his last couple movies? Well, the last one, Burnt. Oh, yeah, that just came out. Didn't get great reviews. Really? And hasn't really made it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not thinking that it's supposed to be like a $100 million, you know, in revenue type of film. But it, it's, it hasn't generated the, the interest. And it's it's a shame in the sense of, because I like Bradley Cooper. I think the fact that this burnt is coming out right now at a, I would almost say a throwaway time, except that it, I, I know it definitely got overshadowed by a number one, the Peanuts movie, mm-hmm. and Spectre. <laughs> so, well, he's also got another movie coming out called Joy with Jennifer Lawrence, and it's another one of those David O. Russell Silver Linings right. playbook kind of movies. So, and then Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, who is you know in production exactly you know, going production so he's all right I'm oh i'm sure it'll be fine it's just his last one <laughs> oh. he's got some other voice dog movie what is this and a uh, real quick review just to throw it in there of of specter um good movie i give it like a solid eight eight and a half out of ten uh as i was telling you yesterday i think the one thing that it, it's almost a weird trap that it's it's sort of fallen into is the with the new Daniel Craig Bond I see being a, a more grittier hardcore kind of a bond which was was great because after all the years of just the sort of a cheesy bond mm-hmm. it it they've sort of gotten into a rut type to where all the movies have been good but now it's time for like okay, now we need to see something to get back to, to keep it great. Like Sky, I mean, it's hard to keep up with Skyfall. I mean, I know you've only seen the first one, but was that Quantum of Solace or no, no? The first one was Casino Royale. Casino Royale, yeah, right. I've seen that. One. To me, Quantum of Solace, it, it it didn't have the focus that it needed story wise, and that was the problem. It 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 went all over, and the bad guy wasn't to me wasn't anywhere near bad enough skyfall i mean it, it it that was great because that was a very flawed bond and there were higher and there were very high stakes a real good bad guy and then this one it i mean it, it was going to be hard to top the 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 emotional as well as the plot stakes in skyfall because i mean again how many times can supposedly the world be destroyed that you're supposed to be like you know worried about it, it's just tough you got to have very unique bad guys 
I thought, um, oh God, what's the actor's name? Uh, what's his name? Uh, I have no idea who you're talking about. He was, you know, he was, um, uh, he was in, uh, Django. Um, uh, what is his Christoph name? Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Jesus. Christoph Waltz makes a great Blowfield. I mean, he's a great bad guy. There's mm, there's some I early see. there's some early scenes that he's in where the 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 silence in the scenes. I mean, it was so quiet in the movie theater. I was actually shocked. I was like, "This is pretty fucking quiet." And then when he speaks, it sort of cuts through the silence and it gives it a very sinister feel. I mean. I thought he was great. My one complaint with him is I don't think they gave him enough in this one to make him as sinister as I was hoping for. I mean, they could have done a lot more, but when he is there, oh, he is beautiful. And there's some some great action. There's a bit more humor in this one, which I kind of like to not make it totally dark. But I think... You know, the, the the bond has been sort of trapped in its own success in that if this was if this was say the first one to come out, this would be great. I mean, people would be like, This is amazing mm-hmm. but we've already seen amazing. So if you just bring out like an eight or eight and a half, people are almost disappointed, like, huh, I was kinda of hoping for more. You know what I mean? We're spoiled. It, big time. But I highly I mean is I highly recommend you know people see it. I, I think you definitely need to see, you know, you need to catch up with Quantum and then Skyfall, because this this one touches on all of them, and I think you'll sort of and there's a good progression. It's weird when you watch them, you sort of really see a progression with these movies and the characters. It's almost like they've sort of created their own universe in a weird Marvel kind of way. It's it's interesting. The Bond universe. Yeah, uh, their own Daniel Craig Bond universe. So, I just let people out there. Hey, if you get a chance to see it, you'll you'll thoroughly enjoy it. You'll you'll have a good time. I might go see it with my dad around the holidays when I go up there for Christmas. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It seems like a dad movie, oh, uh, unless we go absolutely. see Creed. Uh, Yo, know, you want to make your dad cry? Uh, well, I might go see Creed. Do on thanksgiving i haven't decided yet oh i know i am absolutely uh i can't i'll be in maryland but i can't wait can't wait (laughs) so the moral of today's episode it's all about creed all about creed man it is it is it is sylvester stallone centric and um I, I mean, we'll come. Uh, we'll come back. Our next episode will definitely be after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I, I might be so into my feels I can't even talk. I'm just gonna <laughs> leave it up to you. All right. Depending what happens in this movie, but we're gonna find out. And um, I mean, I'm just excited because I, I know there's gonna be a training montage. There's gonna be like great fights. There's just gonna be rocky centric moments i mean it, they say there's so many nods to the original that it's like oh i'm just i'm like ready i'm I, I i'm serious i might have to see this by myself 
because if I need to cry, I'm just going to have to do it. I'm, I'm just going to have to, and I, I don't need anybody like my wife around me. No, she can't see that. No. So, I mean, uh, all right. Can't say nothing else. I'm just all ready. Right. I'm, all I'm right. just ready. Hold it together, John. I'm just, I, I, I got to hold it together. I got to hold it man together. Man up. <laughs> got to man up. So, to our, our tens of fans out there, don't forget, check us out on Facebook. You know, facebook.com backslash TCAD. Uh, TCAD, uh, we're, we're on HipCast. We're on uh, iTunes. We're on, on Stitcher. Uh, you can always uh, email us at TCADpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can always give us a phone call at 504 <laughs> Um Now I don't even remember the number. No one ever calls. <laughs> one day they will. One day they will. Is it five three four four? I think that's it. Well, listen. Just just try all the combinations of that, and you'll get through to us <laughs> at some point. Or, or or hit us up on Twitter. Uh, you know, TCAT on on Twitter. There, uh, leave us a message. Uh, let us know what you want us to talk about, or what you like, or you don't like. Uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, or hey, just keep sending you know whatever uh, headshot requests. To Miss Sheree Stewart, um, she will. She sends them out to all her fans. She'll sign it, whatever personal message you want on them. Just you know, let her know she is. She's a woman of the people, <laughs> especially those in Turkey. Big fan. She's huge in Turkey. Huge in Turkey. Like she should just be called Miss Turkey, and I think they're like going to name a street after her very soon, or like a town square. Or build a statue of her. That's a, I think that's going a little, little far. I've watched. I, I mean, I told them that's going a little far, but I'm, you know they insisted. I'm telling you, watch, it's gonna happen. So, so, so yeah, everybody out there, have a have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, make sure you have a great Thanksgiving, Miss Stewart. You too, Mister Chambers. We will we will check in with everybody afterwards, just before Christmas, because. That's Star Wars time, and then we'll have to switch the focus mm-hmm. to Star Wars because that's 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 just gonna suck up the oxygen everywhere. Oh, it really is. That's I'm, there's not gonna be a point in talking about anything else after Thanksgiving. It's gonna be about that, but we will get to that when it's time. So for all of us here, to all of you out there. Have a good one. See ya. And then shut the door. All right. (laughs)